When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good evening, listeners, brave navigators of the enigmatic and the concealed. Have you ever felt the pull of the unanswered, the allure of the mysteries that shroud our existence? For more than a decade, a unique comic publisher has dared to dive into these mysteries, unafraid of the secrets they might uncover. This audacious entity is Paranoid American. Welcome to the mystifying universe of the Paranoid American podcast. Launched in the year 2012, Paranoid American has been on a mission to decipher the encrypted secrets of our world. From the unnerving enigma of MK Ultra mind control to the clandestine assemblies of secret societies. From the awe-inspiring frontiers of forbidden technology to the arcane patterns of occult symbols in our very own pop culture. They have committed to unveiling the concealed realities that lie just beneath the surface. Join us as we navigate these intricate landscapes, decoding the hidden scripts of our society and challenging the accepted perceptions of reality. Folks, I've got a big problem on my hands. There's a company called Paranoid American making all these funny memes and comics. Now, I'm a fair guy. I believe in free speech uh, as long as it doesn't cross the line. And if these AI-generated memes dare to make fun of me, they're crossing the line. This is your expedition into the realm of the extraordinary, the secret, the shrouded. Come with us as we sift through the world's grand mysteries, question the standardized narratives, and brave the cryptic labyrinth of the concealed truth. So strap yourselves in, broaden your horizons, and steel yourselves for a voyage into the enigmatic heart of the paranoid American podcast, where each story, every image, every revelation brings us one step closer to the elusive truth. Happy New Year. I'm down here in the bottom corner. I almost didn't even see myself. Uh, welcome back. We've got a whole nother year worth of episodes that we're going to start knocking out here. In addition to Paranoid American Podcast, we got Paranoid Programming, where I'm doing AI and artwork and tutorials. We'll start doing more of those into like After Effects and Premiere. Uh, there's Paranoid Pages, where I go through a bunch of old comic books and books and magazines and then this is the the baby. This is the Paranoid American podcast. And today we got Queen Awake. Uh, and Queen Awake, I'm not, that's not her. I, maybe it is her birth name. I don't know. I haven't seen the, but Queen Awake is joining us here. And uh, I just found, I honestly was just searching for like conspiracy theorists in social media and looking to see, you know, who were the the hot trending conspiracy theorists? And bam, Queen Queen Awake is at the top of the conspiracy theory food chain on social media and some some avenues. So first of all, welcome to the show, uh, and so tell much. people where they can find you right off the bat. Okay, so you can follow me on Instagram. So far, I'm expanding on different social media platforms this upcoming year, but you can find me on social or on Instagram at at queen underscore awake underscore. Um, and the type of content that I post is transvestigating, um, talking about the occult specifically with, 
uh, celebrities in Hollyweird, and I teach people how to read gender markers. Um, Michelle Obama or Michael Obama? What is it? Big Mike. <laughs> is this is this a hundred percent definitive? Um, I can't say that anything is one hundred percent definitive because I cannot. You know, I don't have like their biological DNA, but based on um, what I do know about the differences in male and female bone structure and the, what I know about the occult religion and what I know about reading symbolism and secret societies and MK ultra mind programming and all of the people in power. Um, there are very, there are things that make me raise my eyebrows. So in my mind, I think that what I'm saying is absolutely correct. <laughs> when Joan Rivers uh, said that, she was just it was seemed so off the cuff it didn't even seem like it was planned and she said this thing about like oh we all know ever everyone knows yeah and like how far back does that go what, what's the earliest time that someone made that incident because that was the only time i've ever heard it was the joan rivers quote i mean this type of uh thing has been happening since the dawn of time. If you go back in scripture and read, um, it talks about, you know, people in the palace being eunuchs. It talks about um, uh, a deity called Tammuz. It talks about uh, people castrating themselves and celebrating festivals in honor of him in the month of June. Uh, what what happens in the month of June to, in, in America today? The pride, right? So, this stuff has been going back all since the dawn of time. Um, the so-called elites have always been around. Um, so you can go back and look at uh, royals and they didn't have the, you know, advances in like surgeries and hormones and stuff. And it's like very obvious, um, you know, a couple hundred years back when you look at pictures and you're like, okay, that is not, that's not a girl. <laughs> that's a guy in a dress. It's, it's very obvious, but since studying um, like when it started originally, this has been going on for, you know, this has been happening in scripture for a long time. Is there any um, accusations or rumors of any previous presidents? Like has there ever been like a female to male president as rumor or has it just been like the first ladies might've been first men? Um, you know, I, ironically, I haven't really looked that much into um, the political side of it. I, I mean, I do know like um, people are saying that allegedly like Barbara Bush and stuff like that. And like looking at those skeletal markers, you're like, oh, my God. <laughs> but I, I haven't really looked into the political aspect. I focus more on Hollywood. But if you give me, you know, a picture and some videos, I could probably be like, oh, OK, well, that's suspicious. We're going to do that. We're absolutely, well, I, I don't have it prepared right now, but I feel like we should just go through like the last, you know, 40 presidents and just, we just do a quick, like male or female. Do you have them shirtless? Uh, I mean, if you give me enough time, I can, I can dig some stuff up. Yeah. That's what I was doing on. Um, I went live yesterday on Instagram and I went on like Google and stuff and we were looking up like Brooke Shields and um, it wasn't somebody's uh, um, Chuck Schumer's wife. And like all that, it, it was just like, okay, let me show you this, 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 and this. And people are like, oh yeah, I see. It. And I'm like, once you train your eye, you can. And that's what my page is about. Learning how to train your eye to see it and read them accurately. What What's the most, uh, I'm fighting for the right word. Cause I want to say like outrageous, but I want to say outrageous, but like, what's the, the most hard to believe 
but like just a normie coming up and you'd be like, oh, did you know so-and-so it was a dude, right? Or so-and-so was a, a female. Like, what's the one where it's like, I'm going to need four hours, but after the four hours, you'll walk away. But if I only get two hours, you might not believe me. I think um, what I've noticed is people have a really hard time um, being able to see and look into like heart throbs. So like current heart throbs are like Chris Hemsworth, Liam Hemsworth, uh, like Jennifer Aniston, um, like Zendaya, like all of these people that are like big A-list that people have idolized. It's really hard for people to like actually look at them and be like, "Mm, I don't know about that. Um, Chris Pratt, like all of these people, um, specifically, um, female to male, because uh, it's a little bit harder to read that versus male to female. Because male to female, they have stronger features, but um, female to male, it's kind of harder to read that. Are we say, is this Chris Pratt is maybe a female to male? Chris Pratt has some like very questionable uh, markers that make you raise an eyebrow. Like, I'm not going to say anybody is like, w- like I can say without a doubt, 100% fact fact. I'll say it. Chris Pratt is 100% a female. Done. But I can be like, okay, listen, they have these. And it really makes me question because my content and my page is to make you question. You know what I'm saying? And like use your critical thinking skills to be like, hmm, that is a strong possibility. Because I've been watching, because I've trained my eye, I think me and my husband were watching 90 Day Fiance. And um, there was somebody that popped up. And I was like, that is a guy. I was like, this person has all male markers. And about, you know, 30 minutes into the episode, um, this uh, male to female comes on and is like, by the way, I'm tra- I'm trans. And I'm like, I knew it. Like, I could tell. I know exactly what you're talking about. It's the, the chick that goes with like the Russian dude. And he's like half her age, I think. No, it was the other one. But my husband is the one that got got that one. He goes, he goes, that is, he goes, that's a guy. And I was like, I really think it could be. And then it said that. And he was like, I told you. And I was like, you've trained your eye. You can tell. <laughs> is there, is there like a danger area where like you realize that you've just been thinking about celebrity genitals for like an entire day and you're like, okay, it's time to to disconnect and walk the dogs. Ironically, I don't, it's not something that I think about a lot. Ironically, um, I think when I was studying and I was looking into the occult religion, like when you when you realize that everything that, you know, all that everybody knows is a lie and you have a spiritual discernment, you know, the veil gets lifted. You start to see things through a spiritual lens that can be pretty consuming. But it's like once you get the basis of it and you have a piece because, you know, um, you know, your faith and you know what scripture says and stuff, it's kind of just like, oh, this is just like a known thing. It's just like a a normal thing in my life. Like, oh, okay, that's a whatever. But I do see things that I watch from a different light. When I watch, if I go and see something or whatever's on TV or just around, like, I'm just like, okay, that's symbolism. That's, um, that person is not what they are appearing to be. It's just, I can see, um, I can see just what's happening in the world from like a a realistic lens to where I'm not deceived, but it's not all consuming. Um, I'm actually pretty busy with my business. I have little kids and a a household. I do have two dogs. And so it's like, I spend a lot of my time um, with my family and just, you know, investing into them and doing the regular day-to-day stuff, cleaning, 
homeschool, all that stuff. But it's like a, it's a small part of stuff, but it's not something I think about all the time. It's just, if I see somebody on TV and I'm like, okay, that's a, that's not what they appear. Does I mean, I'll assume yes, but I want to ask you like, how much does this factor into the way that you regulate media in your house? Like you, you mentioned that your kids are homeschooled. So that's a great way of making sure that just anything doesn't come across. But like, is it no Hollywood allowed? Is it like no Chris Hemsworth allowed? No. When Chris Hemsworth comes up, you're like, remember, that's a that's a lady watching. Or is it like uh, too young for that? No, I do talk to my children about that. But the main thing that I talk about with my children is like uh, witchcraft and that's magic and that's not true. And like the narrative that they're pushing is not right. Um, stuff like that. Like Harry uh, Potter and like... Yeah, and like Disney... Um, <laughs> yeah, where are you on Disney? Are, are there is do you have part of the Disney library in the house? I mean, Disney is obviously like you know that they're into dark stuff. Um, my husband watched Dis or he had the Disney Plus app because he was into the Marvel and stuff until I started watching a podcast. Um, well, it wasn't a podcast, it was a movie that uh JT follows JC and Demon Eraser did called Ancient Angels. Um, and so Basically, it's talking about from a biblical perspective um, when the angels came and mated with the humans and they created a hybrid of giants called the Nephilim. And just getting into that and seeing how it ties into Hollywood and stuff like that. Then I was like, because it wasn't like the Disney movies and stuff. It was like the Marvel. And he would watch that. And I was like, dude, that's a movie about like all these false gods. (laughs) And so um, my kids know about that. They're like, that's a false God. Like that's magic. We shouldn't watch that. Like they have discernment and they, they get to choose like, okay, that's not something that I want to watch that like to give a mouse a cookie or something. They'll be like, Hey, let's watch that instead of this, that has magic and with witchcraft. Like they choose, um, but they make really good choices. <laughs> what about like Fantasia? Um, I haven't watched that in a while, but I probably could so that I could detect all the symbolism in there. I haven't watched Fantasia since I was like five. That's a that's a big one because it's literally about Mickey being the the sorcerer's apprentice and doing magic mm. that's beyond his own control. There's also this weird thing. This is a, a total tangent, but in Disney, for the the longest time, and even from modern movies, they tend to use magic to do like clean up the house or like do the dishes like the most mundane stuff but it always appealed to me as a kid because it was like oh can i just have magic clean my room and then like i don't have to do that it it made it feel way more appealing than i don't know human sacrifice well exactly and then um they've got you know sirens that they're putting on and they're trying to like uh, make it all cute like with the little mermaid um like all of these things in it and it's just it's obvious when you know it's obvious when you know, like I tried to watch like, okay, we have, we have the, we, my husband had Disney plus and was watching the Marvel stuff, but I was like, I kind of want to, now that I know certain things, I want to look at like these Disney kid movies like Hercules so I can talk about it. But we would like turn on. I was like, mm, we don't need to be watching. Like there's something like where I'm like, we don't need to be watching this. There's certain movies that I'm like, ah, but like in Moana, because before I was awake, I had kids and they watched like Moana and stuff like that. And one of my sons goes, I was talking to him about Nephilim and he said, mom, like in Moana, like that Nephilim in the mountains. And I was like, yes, yes. <laughs> and my other son will be like, there's symbolism in that. Do you see that swirl? And I'm like, yes. 
And so it's like they see that and can discern and know. So I don't know if they if they hadn't have ever seen that, then they wouldn't. You know what I'm saying? Like if I shelter them to where they don't see anything, they don't know, then they can't really discern. But if I'm able to be like, if they see something out and they they I'll be like, okay, this is, you know, this is what's happening and um, give them the why behind it. So it's not just like, hey, you should believe this, but like, hey, this is what scripture says. If you choose to follow Jesus and you want to be with him, this is what he's saying. This is what aligns with this book. And they're going to get to choose what they want to do. But I'm giving them the information so that when they do get out into the real world, they're going to be able to take information that other people are giving and be able to discern what is truth and what is false. Because I feel like it can be really hard to do that um, if you don't have like a firm foundation growing up and you have all these different influences. Like they, um, my husband does take them to the YMCA because they work at, or he works out and they talk about all this stuff like at the Y with like their teachers and stuff. And like I like Nephilim, they're talking about Nephilim with the teacher. I took, I went to a, a field trip and my son was a, um, this is, this is pretty crazy. We went to a homeschooling field trip with our little co-op and one, we, this one lady was asking about a painting and she was like, what do you guys see in this? And one of my sons goes, that's a portal to another dimension. And she was like, Oh, that's really good. She goes, no kid has ever said that before. And he was like, yeah. And then my other one was talking about seeing the Nephilim in the mountains. And she, she, I don't think she knew what that was. And she was just like, Oh, like, I think people just take it like, <laughs> Oh, okay. Cause they're, they're still kind of little. So they just don't know what to do, but they're they're they know they know what they're talking about i do feel like uh, on on a whole if you were to take public education students and homeschooled students the homeschooled students would probably know about nephilim more often than the public education ones maybe um maybe i mean i'm well, well, it seems that there's like a religious uh crossover with a lot of homeschooling too where it's like if you want to have more control over what your kids learn that's the only way that is true i will say this though when i i mean i've always homeschooled but when i was was first started homeschooling i think i was more just like on the conservative side like homesteading like let's break out of the system but i don't think i was aware of like nephilim and you know the transvestigating i wasn't that far down the rabbit hole so i think like they have a lot of our homeschool, they have the basis to like look into it, but I don't think a lot of them know because I think if I've said something or something, I don't think that they really understand what I'm talking about. Cause I kind of gauge conversations. I don't just say, Hey, you know about blah, blah, blah. Like I kind of listen to how people talk, engage conversations to see how much they know. Um, but uh, like our, um, neighbors, the whole place that we live around homeschools and none of them knew about the Nephilim or anything like that, but they do know about, they're very conservative. They know about government corruption. They want to break out of the system, very, you know, patriotic, but they, I have taught them a lot in the terms of like, um, biblical, um, religions of old, the occult stuff like that. I don't think they, they knew some about like big Mike, but they didn't know the extent of, where things are derived from, the symbolism, all that kind of stuff. I mean, the big ones like the Epstein, um, the pizza, the the stuff that's like out there, they know, but not not other stuff. Some stuff is like really deep that I don't think a lot of people have knowledge on. When did this start for you? Like, <laughs> like was there a certain event or article or? I can tell you um, a few times in my life that God 
allowed me to see truth. Um, the very first time I was, uh, I'll just go over them all because it leads up to this. So when I was 19 years old, um, I got married to my husband. We almost got divorced. It was literally terrible because we got married after knowing each other for two weeks. He was in the military. It was bad. There was like, you know, infidelity, all kinds of terrible stuff because we were teenagers and it was ridiculous. And so, um, when my marriage almost ended, um, I learned that pornography, infidelity, like that Satan used that as a chokehold to break apart the family unit. And that, and so I was on a mission to like, let everybody know about how porn was like ripping apart marriages, how the enemy was using it to go, you know, to go against what God, uh, had originally created stuff like that. So that was like the first time that I surrendered my life to God and was like, you know, tell me what I need to do here. Do I need to stay? Do I need to leave? Like you lead me. That's the first time that I submitted my life. And that's the first time that he opened my eyes to how the enemy was trying to um, destroy what he had originally created. Okay. The second time was um, right after we had a baby. Well, I think this was our second baby. Um, I had a friend we were, I was very big in, can I say the V word on here or will it flag you? Yeah. And say whatever you want. Okay. Um, vaccines. I, Whoa, I, not that word. Jeez. Whoops. Okay. So we were, I, I got to say we are sponsored by Pfizer and Moderna. So just tread carefully here. Oh gosh. Well, I used to work for them technically um, because I was in healthcare and I was going to school for nursing. I got my CNA in high school. I worked at a doctor's office. I was very pro vaccine. I was a stickler. I was like, nobody's getting around my baby unless everybody has a vaccine. I was that kind of person. I was like, how dare somebody come around unvaccinated? You need to make sure everybody has their card. I was that kind of person. It was bad. I was very brainwashed and indoctrinated. So God put a couple in my life. Um, one, they showed me who Jesus was Two, They helped me walk through that season of life in my marriage. They were our marriage counselors at our church. And then one time I said to her, I said, I'm afraid that my baby is going to randomly die one night, like from SIDS. And the wife said, that's not going to happen. And I was like, how do you know that? And she goes, because what causes that is vaccines. And I don't know why, but like in that moment, like everything just kind of like came together and made sense. And I was like, okay, that makes a lot of sense. I don't know why a baby would randomly just die. Like that doesn't make any sense. And so then I started looking into the, the um, pharmaceutical industry, all the corruption there. And I was like flabbergasted. This was like in 2018. And so, you know, the mandates, the stuff with school, like everything was going on during that, that time. And it was like a big thing. And so that was the second time that my eyes were open. The third time that my eyes were open, um, was in 2020 when the Rona happened and, um, my husband actually got kicked out of the military because of his religious beliefs against all vaccines. And, um, I remember like all the political stuff going around during that time. And, um, Oh, fall cabal came out. So the documentary fall cabal, like what was the other one? There was like a whole bunch of documentaries that came out exposing stuff and fall cabal. 
uh, was talking about uh, the the child trafficking and the MK Ultramind programming, and that like shook me to my core. That was another time where the veil was lifted, and I learned what Adrenochrome and all that other stuff, and I learned about Monsters Inc. and Death Becomes Her, and that they're making movies about this and Hocus Pocus, and I'm like, oh my gosh, Disney's evil! Like that's that's the third time that I woke up and was like shook. Um, and God allowed my eyes to be open. And that really tested my faith because I was like, okay, nothing is real. How do I know what's real? So I went on a journey to find out that what I believed in my spiritual, like my faith was real. I had to like back that up because I was like, everything around me is like not real. I don't know what to believe. And so I really had to uh, check myself and make sure that what I was believing in my faith was real. And I did that. And so from that point, everything that I believed, because I didn't know what was accurate, what was not, um, I discerned it back to scripture. Does this align with scripture? If if it does, then I, I know that there's validity. If not, then I'm taking it with a grain of salt. So that's pretty much how I've operated since then. And it's really saved me because it keeps me from being... Um, thinking about this to like an unhealthy degree to where I'm scared about it and fearful instead of like, this is just what it is. I have this peace. I know my purpose in this world. I know what I'm supposed to do. Um, I know how to impact others. I know what I'm supposed to be sharing. And it's just like this piece of like, this is just what life is. Um, so that was the, I think that was the fourth, fourth. Yes. The fourth awakening. So the fifth awakening was um, when I listened to a podcast called Not So Secret Society's podcast. And it had Kara, I think her name was Mosher on it. And then um, Amy Eyes on the Right. And they were talking about MK Ultra Mind Programming. And they were talking about satanic ritual abuse. And they were talking about these people in Hollywood. And they were talking about the, the symbolism and the secret societies and stuff. And I knew that this was happening to children. And I knew that these people were doing bad things to children. But I didn't really understand the occult religion part of it, of the why and like how deep it went. And so that was another time that my eyes were open. So that was the next layer. After that, I saw somebody post on social media about how everybody in Hollywood was like transgender. And I was like, what? I was like, that's crazy. Um, And so she started posting about it. And I was like, huh? I was like, that's a little weird. I was like, but maybe I can see it. I was like, I don't really understand though. So I, I, I couldn't tell how, like she would be pointing out these markers and stuff. And I'm like, I don't really see that. And I really feel like you do have to like train your eye to see it. Because if you just look at a picture and you're like, huh, they look kind of feminine or they look kind of masculine. Like you can't tell you, there are specific things that you have to look at, but once you get it, you're like, Oh, and you can see it everywhere. And it's usually pretty accurate. So that was the, um, and then I started following an account on here called, um, green, uh, bright green Barbie. And they literally went over the markers. And I think just watching that every single day and learning and studying, I started to see it. And then I think one time they said in the captions, I think they said, Okay, this is this is what I'm talking about. Go look at everybody around your town 
and men are going to look like upside uh, upside down triangles. And then women are going to look like hourglasses. Like that's just what it is. And so I think I went to an amusement park like later that week and I was looking and I was like, oh, I see what she's talking about. I was like, every single person like without fail has this specific shape. It doesn't matter their size. It doesn't matter anything. Like they all have a specific shape if they're male or female. And the ones that are like questionable that I saw Um, they still had like the specific shape. And so I could tell based on that, even if they were like in gender neutral clothes, they had like hair where I couldn't tell, like they were like blurring the lines. You can still tell because the framework is the same. So then I started looking at people who were openly trans on TikTok. um, And it's those same markers. Like it's the same, um, the, the same male and female markers every single time. And so I could, I was spotting it. I was like, Oh, I, I saw that. I knew that that was a guy or I saw that. I knew that that was originally a woman. Like I can see that now. And then I started applying it to Hollywood and I was like, Oh, okay. That's crazy. And then, so I just started sharing about the things that I was seeing on my social media for people. Um, and then it just kind of like took off. Um, and then, yeah, we're just here now. But those are like the six times. Oh, oh, oh. And then the, the very the very most recent awakening is when I started following JT. Um, uh, JT follows JC and Demon Eraser. And they were talking about um, the ancient religions of old and the Nephilim and how this all relates back to scripture. And that was my most recent like eye opening moment. So that's where I'm at in my like awakening and the different stages and people are on different stages, you know, um, God's going to reveal things to specific people in specific seasons of their life. So I can tell when somebody comes to my page and they're like, Oh, my, my sister has a straight across clavicle or something. And they're like, she's not a man. I know that one, they haven't studied the occult religion Two, They haven't studied gender markers. They're just kind of like saying something to have an opinion, but they don't know what they're talking about. I'm like, okay, you are not in the phase to understand my page yet because my page isn't for everybody. Um, it's for people who are either trying to learn or, um, people who already know so that they don't feel alone. It's for people who like get it, who understand, because if you are not seeing this through the correct lens, literally my page will not make sense to you. You'll be like it. Your brain will not be able to comprehend what I'm saying. It's because it's almost like you have to have one layer down to understand the next layer, to understand the next layer, to understand the next layer. If you don't even have the first layer, then you're not going to be under, be able to understand this layer of what I'm talking about. Cause we're talking, it all is encompassing. It all has to do with, with all of it. So, yeah. That, that hypothetical guy that's like my sister's clavicle or whatever, like in, in that hypothetical scenario is, was his sister really his brother or was he just no. like not reading it right? Or no, they're not reading it right because every single person that says, Oh, I have a straight across clavicle. I go to their page and they have all female markers. They just don't know how to read gender markers. And so it's like, you literally have no idea what you're talking about. I was like, I can point off like five different markers that you have that are female right now. And so I think they just don't know how to read it. Oh man. I, I, I've got i uh, I've got a friend that saw this, like, I don't know if it was a phrenology chart, but there's this thing about like the, the male skull and the female skull. And it turns out that his skull lines completely up with a female skull and he's, he's obsessed over this and he's not sure like what it really means is, is, is there like, um, like for example, if your skull lines up, is that just like, okay, that's it. Male, female, or do you have to like 
hit like seven or eight different check marks? Is there like a certain test you have to pass? Yeah, there's like, okay, say you have like one marker that's um, of the opposite gender. That doesn't mean that, you know, if you're born a biological male or a biological female, then you can have one or two markers, right? Because you know that they're injecting our food and hormones. They're doing all of these things and it can change some stuff um, with the endocrine disruptors, all that stuff that they're putting in food and clothing, all that. But, um, and if you're doing we got, that, we got a visual reference here. Oh gosh. So shout, well, shout out Raven, but he's got a female skull according to all these charts. Hold on. Is there a way that you can see the top of his head? Um, I'm sure there is. I, I mean, I guess that's kind of close, although that's a artist depiction. Okay. I could tell right off the bat that that's what would, not- we, what would we be looking at if to- go back to the other picture that you just pulled up right there. That is a male skull. Do you see how the top is square? Mm-hmm. Okay. Females have a round. Look at, hold on. I don't <sighs> Do you see how he's going to be thrilled to find out that he's actually a guy, by the way? (laughs) Yes. No, that is a male skull because the the way that his skull is shaped is going straight right here. And if you cut his face in half, it's even females are not even like our jaws down here are. (sighs) I wish that I could show this. I'm a visual and it's like super hard to like talk about it. I have to show. But if you cut his face in half, like it's symmetrical. Like it's uh, male and female skulls are different. If you were to take my face horizontally and cut it in half, the top half of my face does not match the bottom half of my face. Like there's not as much volume down here as there is up here. Like if you hold on, this is hard on the camera. If you go straight (laughs) down, like there's gaps. Do you see where my hands are? There's like, there's gaps by my cheeks. Males aren't like that. Y'all feel you would like fill out this square, like this jaw part right here. And now I'm starting to see what you were talking about with okay, like Chris Pratt because he, oh, yeah, yeah, that's 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 the jaw you're, you're describing. <laughs> okay, okay. Do you see how the eyes? Okay, this is the best way that I can describe it. Do you know those uh, filters on? Oh gosh, that is a female skull. Okay. Do you see those filters that were like on camera booth in like 2012 where you could stretch people's faces out and make that like their eyes like far apart and stuff? Think right, about right. that for male and think about the little feature where you can squeeze and like faces go really, really squished as female. Do you see how the eyes look like squished together and the features just look very like centered right here instead of like wide and like symmetrical? That is those are female features. Um, the the narrow dental arch. Um the rounded skull right here. Like what I just said, when you put this down, there is space between my hand and my jaw. Um, the, there's a lack of brow ridge. Um, the eyes are not far apart and there's not very deep socketed eyes. You go look at a, uh, openly trans person on TikTok. This is what they look like. Like, obviously this is alleged. This is just me saying this, but I would say that I would say that I don't know what I'm talking about. Based on I got okay. This is a trick question. Okay, but can we break this one down a little bit? Okay, I've heard I've heard this theory because that looks like a male skull to me. So I heard this that Elliot Page was originally born male, and then they transitioned to female, and now they're going back to their original gender. That skull looks male to me. Like that skull looks like it's it's male. 
like, do you see how it's like square shaped, right? Well, I don't know if you can see my mouse, but do you see how it's square shaped up here? And it's symmetrical. If you cut it in half and you flip it over, like there's not going to be gaps in this like jaw area. Like even women that have super defined jaws still have a gap there. Because I've looked at people who are like, I'm a female, but I have a very strong jawline and there's still gap right here. It doesn't fill that part out. Um, and the the eyes are deep socketed. They're not like more forward. They're not like squished together. They're more spaced apart. Everything is more symmetrical. That I, that would that to me looks like a male skull. Do you think there's any anyone in Hollywood that doesn't realize that they're identifying as the the other gender, or is it all deception? Like does every single like does Chris Pratt know that? There's nothing down there. Like he's he's just working with a gap. I think that when you're raised from infancy as a as a specific way, and everybody around you is raised that way too, you don't know anything normal. I mean, you don't know anything. You don't know what you don't know differently. If you're only around those people, you don't know anything differently. When they when they are taught to think as like regular people, as like commoners, and like don't associate with them, they're not really like they have no value. They have no worth. Like I feel like that's just normal to them. Like they don't know anything different. And so if you're with somebody who, you know, is female, then typically what you're going to see is the spouse has the opposite genders so that there can still be like intimacy and stuff like that. Um, But duality um, for them is in alignment with their God Baphomet. And it basically is saying that I am God. I'm not going to let gender define me. I can be both. I can be whatever I want. I'm not going to be limited by gender. I'm not going to be limited by my identity. I'm God. I can do what I want. Um, They're going directly against what God said. No, you can't be whatever you want. This is what I, this is what you are. Um, It's just everything that God establishes. Satan likes to twist and deceive and make their own. And so I feel like that's what's happening, knowing what I know about MKUltra, knowing about the occult religion, all of those things. So th- this is the, a hard one for me to to reconcile. So um, usually when like the, the topic of like Satan's deception, kind of polluting everything good in the earth, my mind immediately goes to you can pick your, your flavor, but the King James Bible, right? Um it's almost seen as like this infallible word of God. Like you were saying before, you know, if you, if you don't believe in anything, you start lining things up. Okay. Does it make sense with scripture? And if it doesn't, maybe that's a red flag, but what about all of the, the human intervention that could have happened? Like, like is the Bible just like Satan, like never considered that maybe he should slip some lies into the Bible too. Well, that's what I, okay. So in my faith journey, that's what I went down the rabbit hole of, of like, okay, how did these scriptures come about? Like, where did they come from? How did they like, um, copy them? Like all of these things, um, you know, the Dead Sea Scrolls, like what translation lines up with that the most? How did they, uh, copy stuff back then? Like all of those things, I had to go on a journey to like find the truth in that and understand how that happened. Um, I do think that certain things were taken out of the Bible, but this is uh, like the book of Enoch. I feel like the book of Enoch kind of puts together everything that I knew in the Bible. And so I'm reading that now too, to where it's like, oh, these complement each other. They make sense. Um, And so I'm reconciling that right now, but ultimately I'm kind of relying on the Holy Spirit too 
to help me discern what is truth and what is not. You know what I'm saying? I feel like if I, if me is just like queen awake tries to discern what is good, what is truth, what is real, I feel like I would be deceived and I wouldn't know what to believe. I would feel like everything is, you know, it would just be, it would be anxiety for me not knowing. Um, But the fact that I have scripture um, I've researched that scripture. I, he's, I'm like, he's going to reveal to me the things that he wants to reveal to me. If something's not right, he's going to show this to me. And I, I trust that because I have the Holy Spirit and I feel like he gave me the gift of discernment. And I'm playing out that gift when, you know, I'm watching something and I'm like, that is not correct. And then my something in my spirit knows okay, you were right. Or with people, uh, you know, I'm like, okay, that that's not a good person. And I'm usually right. So yeah, I feel like, do you ever do this at church where like, you're going, you're going like up and down the pews or whatever. Uh, I don't know your denomination, but, and you're looking at someone in like a Sunday dress and thinking like, that's a dude. No. Okay. This is another thing. I don't do this to people in just like everyday life because these people aren't in the occult religion. So it's like they're not doing this to homage their transgender God Baphomet. And they're not like pushing this uh, narrative on me to try to, you know, uh, distort what God said is good and break up the family unit. This is just like a regular person down the street in person, because people usually don't have the money for all these surgeries. Like if I'm in the mall and I see like somebody who's transgender, I'm like, okay, that is like very obviously like a guy in a tank top and shorts Um, and the voice is deep. Like that's very easy to spot, but like those people, the people who are transgender in, um, like just normal day society they're I feel like they're just being deceived by the enemy. Like they're being deceived by, um, the influences of, uh, Hollywood, social media, all, all this stuff. And so I don't, they're not even on my radar. Like I don't, I don't do any of that with like normal people. I only focus on celebrities in Hollywood because there's something about, you know, stars, um, false gods, all that stuff in the book of Enoch. And so I'm like relating who these, these people are in relation to uh, like the spiritual realm. And I feel like normal people, they're just like, not, I don't even, I'm not. Are, are there like, any celebrities you're on the fence about still? Like you're like, you can't decide. Channing Tatum, <laughs> like Channing Tatum. I can't, I can't tell. Are we about to pull them up? I th- I'm trying to remember if I even know who this is. Okay. 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 This is the, the 21 jump street guy. I think, I think he was in 21 jump street, the remake. Oh, and magic Mike. I assume that's what this shots from. Okay. T- oh, I mean, <laughs> okay. <laughs> This is a funny side by side feels sort of, but I feel like the person next to him is male or has Uh, Zoe Kravitz, Lenny Kravitz's daughter, or maybe son (laughs) depends on it. That, that looks male. Channing's head looks male to me. Like, okay. So some celebrities are born into it and some are, they sell their souls to be in it. And so I feel like the ones that sell their souls to be in it, they're probably the gender that they were born, but the ones who were born into that religion, I'm like, so to me, do you see how there's not like a rounded thing right there? And if you go like that, there's not, there wouldn't be that gap, right? Like where his lips and stuff are. So the features are pretty spaced apart. I don't know. I'd probably have to see body too, like the hip area. Uh, I'm sure we can go. I, I'm not. I don't want to start searching. I don't, I don't, 
but oh look there you go i mean it's kind of turned at an angle but the the shoulders look wider than the hips going down it kind of looks like a triangle but i don't know i'd have to look at more pictures but then he kind of looks like a lesbian right here in that turtleneck so it's like i don't know is uh, is there anyone else that's like really on the fence right there in the the best of channing tatum movies if you click on that uh this one uh is this is this what you're talking about yeah that looks male because okay look at the clavicle do you see how it goes straight across yeah right right here yeah that's uh typically a male trait and then the body like where his hand is there's no hip that's where the female's hip comes out like if you look up openly trans people like okay go to i don't know if you can go to google and look up uh openly trans celebrities and then you'll be able to see what I'm talking about. Uh, well, it's, well, okay. This is the first one that just popped up. That's Hunter Schaefer. Um, okay, right there, the one where um, Hunter is smirking. Did you see that up at the top on the right? Uh, the one above that? Okay. Do you see what I'm saying with the skull? It's square right here. And if you cut the face in half, it's going to be symmetrical. And this is somebody who's openly trans. Like you can see the markers that right there. Do you see that clavicle? Do you think they could just like <laughs> sound weird, but like, can you just like break and bend the clavicle and maybe shave yeah. the top of your head down a little bit to just conform to all this? Well, you could, I mean, this person's trying to be a female though. So if they would break the clavicle, it'd be like this. And here's the thing. You can change features. Oh gosh, that's the one. delightful. <laughs> okay. You can change some features. Like obviously this person has had their jaw softened and shaved, but you can't change all 20 markers. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay. If one or two markers is softened, but you can't change the whole shape of this person's body. I guarantee you, if you find like a bathing suit picture, they are shaped like a V. Like right there. Oh, I don't know where that just went. Like, where is the hip? See, the hand is contorted. Okay. And see, all of these are from like the side angle. Well, I mean, if you're in Hollywood, you're going to make sure that they always get the right angle, right? Exactly. But notice in in transition individuals or yeah, in trans individuals in Hollywood specifically. Oh, click this one that says uh, 76 Venice Film Festival to the right up there. OK, the body is like an upside down triangle. Like if you were to like draw a line that goes straight across the shoulders and go down like this, it would be in the shape of a triangle. Women have Wait, hold on. If, if you were to, to do what? If you were to draw a straight line across the clavicle and draw um, two lines going like this, it would look like an upside down pizza. Oh, can you do that on here? That's so cool. Oh, yeah. So uh, we're saying the clavicle like here. Yes. And then take two lines and make them go like, I don't know if you can see me like this. And where where do those meet up? Um, like navel or? The- like. If the groin. This is so hard to do. Like if you take it and start at the top of the shoulder, start over like where the armpit line is. Okay. It's so like right here. Yes. And then 
take that line on to the left and draw down to where the hand is. Yes. Now go in a little bit where that hip goes down right there and go all the way down. Just a straight line like that. Like this? Yeah. And then go on the other side. You kind of got to make it a little bit bigger. This is so hard to do when you're not the one doing it. Okay. Take this line that you just made and put it up to like where the clavicle is. You mean like up in here? Yeah. Well, horizontal. I mean, vert, uh, horizontally. Like this? Yeah. If you take the two lines, like, this is so hard to do on here. But <laughs> there's also something called a Q angle in the um, in between the legs. There's going to be a gap with men usually. Um, like their thighs aren't going to touch because the way that the hips are shaped. Women's usually go... Um, this is so hard to do. I should have had pictures prepared so that I could come up here and like point. Look how you, well, I didn't even know we were going to be I didn't know pictures either. on Hunter Schaefer. I didn't know either. It's it's like I'm a visual person and I like to like draw and show. But yeah, this is this hard to what, do. What do you think um, is the, like, I guess now in 2023, it seems like if Channing Tatum or whoever, Chris Pratt came out and they were like, you know what? I'm actually a girl. It they seems have. like that would, like they would get more movies. They would get more exposure. So why, why wouldn't there be more of that happening? Or is that, is that right around the corner? Yeah, that's happening. It's happening right now. Like the Elliot page thing. Um, these famous people like Nikki tutorials, like all of these people are coming out as trans and it's like a slow evolution. Um, you see these people in Hollywood, like doing it to their kids openly now. Um, like with Charlize Theron, um, Angelina Jolie, like all of these people with their children are openly doing it because I feel like if you do it a little bit at a time, society becomes more accepting and open to the idea. If they all just randomly came out one day and are like, okay, listen, we are the all, all the opposite gender. What do you think people would do? You got to give it to people in little bitty doses and normalize it in the society first. But in scripture, it says that, um, we're going to be getting back to like the chaos and confusion and there's not going to be any kind of define of like what is truth. And there are, I mean, the enemy's already distorting that around us everywhere. And so like this plays into that agenda. That's how I know that this is legit because anything that is creating confusion, which is what this gender ideology being pushed is um, anything that's going against what he created for the family unit. I know that it is not, it's not the work of, good is the work of evil. And so uh, the people that are dealing with the stuff right now, like um, in the LGBTQ plus community, I feel like I have a lot of sympathy for them because I feel like they're being manipulated and played. Um, the lifespan of those people is not very long. It's like 30. And those are the people that are struggling with like mental health issues, depression. And instead of somebody like actually helping them and getting to the root of why they, they feel so traumatized that they can't be inside their own body, they're mutilating them and sterilizing them and just like slapping band-aids. Um, and it doesn't actually fix the root heart issue of like what's happening. And so I think that's really sad. And there's so many stories about people who have transitioned, regretting it and being like, you know, I wish that I hadn't had done that. I wish that I hadn't made a permanent altering decision. Like I didn't realize that, excuse me, once I did this, it still didn't fix the issue. And I, you know, Holly, Hollywood is like celebrating that, like making it idolized, making it look like you can do whatever you want. You can be whatever you want. And you just, that's not going to fix your issues.
that can only be fixed with truth and who you are in Christ. That's the only thing that's going to give you that fulfillment. You mentioned a little bit earlier about um, like one of the, I guess, one of the Apocrypha, right? One of the books that didn't make it all the way in the book of Enoch. Have you gone down like the the Gnostic rabbit hole at all yet? Oh, no, I don't think so. I've read the book of Enoch. Um, I haven't finished it. That's that's part of my New Year's resolution because this is a very, very recent thing, like within the last few months. And so I've been like reading through the book of Enoch and been like, oh, my gosh. Um, and so there's like little revelations that I'm happening right now that are relating back to just what I know about the Bible. And I'm like, okay, that's why that makes sense. Like if you go in first Corinthians, I don't know if you've ever read this, but it talks about women wearing head coverings. And I'd always thought like, oh, women wear head coverings, uh, like to show submission or whatever for religious reasons. But like, I didn't know why. And I knew that Paul said that, but I didn't know why. And after I started looking into like the fallen angels and stuff, and I realized that these angels took women from men. It said for women to wear head coverings um, as to show authority that they belong to men because of the angels. And I was like, oh, okay, that makes sense now. It's not just like for like submission, it's to show authority. Like I don't belong to you, angel. I belong to man. I was created for man. This is my sign of authority that you can't have me. So that made a lot more sense to me. Just stuff like that in the Bible. And I'm like, oh, okay. But whereas before it was just like, oh, head covering, whatever. But these are, count? I don't know. I That's what I'm saying. I haven't like, obviously I'm not wearing a head covering, but I've, these are just things that I'm noticing, but um, I need to go more on like the conviction of the area of what God wants me to do on specific things. Right now I'm just in like an information learning phase where I'm just taking everything in and trying to discern like, okay, I have this information. What do I do about it now? I'm in that phase of learning. I'd love to to just get, get updates from you if you ever venture more. Because I guess Enoch, in a way, is a little bit of like the gateway to the more esoteric part of the Apocrypha. Because you've got the Nag Hammadi, you've got the Dead Sea Scrolls, and you've got some really wild stuff like the Book of Sophia, which is like the, the hardcore Gnosticism. Uh, like the gospel of Judas, there's all these different approaches. But the thing that makes the Gnosticism angle interesting is because it's so polarizing where most people, once once it clicks, like, oh, this is what Gnosticism is talking about. Some people are like, oh, I don't believe that at all. That's the devil. Like the devil made that. And then some people like integrate it and it turns into like a mystical thing. I don't know. It's it's a, it's it's interesting because I've seen so many people butt up against it and come away like polarized. I I'm going to be interested to see like where this journey takes me this year, what God has to show me and then yes, of course, like I'm going to be hopefully starting a podcast too and I'm sure that I'm going to be talking about all this as well to be mixed in with my Hollywood content, biblical, all that great stuff, but you know, life is like a learning journey. And it's just like, there's so many things that once you learn it, it just completely shifts your worldview. It's crazy. Well, there's one that's like right in the middle of all of this. So it's got religion, it's got Hollywood, it's got cults, it's got all the, it's got MK Ultra, uh, Scientology. Has, has that come up at all in your sphere? Do you have any strong opinions or impressions of it yet? I feel like, you know how all these Hollywood celebrities, um, are in Scientology or whatever. I feel like it's a part of the occultism. It's a part of like the MK Ultra Mind program. It's 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 all encompassing like what they are operating out of like their religion. 
the occult religion. And so I haven't dug too deep into it besides the MK Ultra Mind programming part. I, I know about the handler, handlers. I know about like the beta sex kitten. I know about all of that stuff. I know um, about the witchcraft. I know about the satanic rituals. I know about all of that stuff that's done in Hollywood. I know that songs are casting spells because scripture talks about we have the power of life and death in our tongue. And if we're repeating these spells over and over and over and over on the radio, you're either speaking life or death, you're speaking these things into existence. Um, And so I understand that part of it, but this is all like, this has all happened within like the past year. And it's just like so much information. So it's just like, I'm discerning along the way, learning, um, I've got the basis of it, but there's, I've, I've got to dig deeper into a lot of things, but these are some things that I know for sure. I can definitely spot a skeletal structure at this point in my life. (laughs) Where were you at? in like, I don't know, uh, not September, but like October, 2001, were you like waving a flag and hugging your neighbor and, um, like, you know, you were in first grade. Okay. (laughs) I was in the first grade. I was in a classroom. I didn't understand what was going on. So that's another thing. I remember, okay, when I was 18, um, I had a boyfriend and I'm pretty sure like now looking back, I think that his family was awake and aware. Like, I think that they knew what was up because he was like showing me movies and stuff and talking about like 9-11. I remember we watched a movie about 9-11 being a conspiracy theory and they were like really big on second amendment and stuff like that. And like very patriotic and like, getting older now it clicked like they're probably awake so there was like little seeds planted but nothing I I think for a time I was kind of liberal like when I first got married to my husband um in the military I remember he was like very pro second amendment obviously and then I was like why do we need machine guns unless people are wanting to kill everybody like we don't need AR rifles like there's no point in that why why do you think that we have that they need to ban everything like all this bs and i asked him i was like what why does that even make sense and he's like because it's a right and i was like that's not good enough and so then i asked my dad i was like why why would somebody need an ar like you don't need that and he goes if the government ever tries to like take over and i was like oh that makes sense that makes more sense than you know it's just like evolving like different conversations, different things click at different points in time. Same thing with like the vaccine thing. If somebody would have told me anything about the vaccines before that point, I don't know if it would have clicked. I don't, I, but for some reason in that moment, when my dad told me it's if the government tries to take over, that clicked in that moment. When my friend said uh, vaccines have been tied to SIDS, that clicked in that moment for some reason. When somebody said, um, you know, Hollywood and these trans people, for some reason that clicked for some reason, when they were talking about book of Enoch, um, fallen angels, uh, humans, Nephilim stars, Hollywood, that clicked. It's just like, sometimes things just like click and it, it's go ahead. Sorry. Where are we at on Tom Hanks? Oh gosh. Somebody, you mean like male or female or like pedo? Well, I mean all of the above, I guess. Oh gosh. Uh, definitely. In on the occult, disgusting. Um, I would have to look at Tom. Let's look. We'll pull, we'll pull up some pictures of Tom Hanks. We need a shirtless one too. Oh gosh. 
that one, that picture right there. Oh, Adam Sandler, Adam Sandler. That's what, oh, okay. Look, wait, hold on. Go to that one in the red. Okay. Check that out. What do you see there? What kind of clavicle do you see? I mean, I'm, I, I see he's working with a pretty big package down there for. No. Okay. Look at the clavicle. It's like a V shape, right? Yeah. And do you see the hip? Look at that red, red sticking out right there. And look how low that belly button is. Yes. 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 Okay. Women, their bodies go out like this. It's like a rainbow. It like flares out. I don't know if you can bet. Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. Okay. Now look at right, the- so those, these are child birthing hips. Are we talking about? Yes. And then the, the navel placement is low. Men have higher navels. Women have lower navels. Um, the arms are also a telltale sign because they are shorter. Our bones, women's bones are shorter. And so we typically ha- look, have like T-Rexy looking arms. Have you ever noticed that about women? Women have short little T-Rexy arms. If you look at openly <laughs> trans uh, female to males on TikTok, they always have these short little like T-Rexy arms. Um where does the WNBA fit into all this? Are they just all dudes? I don't know. I haven't looked at the WNBA. I'm scared. A lot of these people have body suits and stuff too. So like if it's, <clears throat> hold on. I mean, just when, when I, when I think of uh, women in little T-Rex arms, I mean, I've seen some freaking, I mean, look at the, Gosh. look at these arms. Those aren't T-Rex arms. But hold then on. again, <laughs> I need a, I need a body and I need like, in a sports bra and I need to be able to see like from straight on. I mean, that is kind of a T-Rex arm because look at the, look at um, from here to here. It's not like long and lanky. That is a long and lanky arm, but that one is not whoever. Has oh, who, who was the um, Griner? Yeah. Yeah. Griner. Can we do, can we do this one? What's the breakdown on this one? Well, let me see. Is there like a full body shot? Any of these full bodies shot enough? I don't, I need to be able to see like the shape of the body. Like it's really hard to tell people in clothes. It's like, I know that that sounds like really weird that like they either have to be shirtless or in a bikini or something, but it's like so hard to tell. Oh, wait, is that one hot new Brittany Griner? Then the college, whatever, is that? Uh, I don't think so. I would be shocked if that was, that's, if that that's, was her. That's not a girl. I don't think that's her. There's no, there's no way that this is all the same person. No. Just look at all the tattoos. There's no tattoos on this one. Let me tell you this one. I'm pretty sure that's a male on Sports Illustrated. Like what, uh, th- this one right here. Yeah, because here's the thing too. They're trying to make men lust after other men and women lust after other women. Because if you are lusting after um, another male, one females cannot ever compare to to males, and you are uh, depopulating because they can't procreate. Okay, there's a straight across clavicle. Um, there is they're sticking their butt out with that, and look where the navel placement is. Oh yeah, it's way higher, right? Y- yeah, but look, like I wish that I could. The butt is sticking out. 
and they're contorting their body like this. If they were standing up straight, their butt would stick straight out. The hip area is like, I wish that you could see where my mouse is. It's like where, I don't know where to describe this. It's where the bikini meets the tie. No, not right there. That's not where the, the hip, right there. That is a male torso. If you take those lines off the bottom, like right where the side one and the one that you just drew across meets, that's where the hip is. Right. The hip would be like right there. Right. That's the waistline. The hip is right where, do you see where the string bikini meets uh, the other string bikini right at the front? Like go this way a little bit. (laughs) <laughs> I, I can only look at one thing at a time <laughs> oh this is so hard well i, I want to know too about um where are you at on like celebrity clones oh gosh yeah i think that there's clones i definitely feel like there's clones um are there any obvious ones like what about britney spears is britney spears a clone yeah that's that's not britney spears <laughs> that's not britney spears um they definitely clone people and DNA matters. Um, have you noticed that a lot of celebrities have doppelgangers and that they have the exact same faces? Um, I also feel like if you follow Bright Green Barbie, she talks about like multiple role actors, about how one person is playing multiple roles and like there's not as many people in Hollywood as we think. It's like certain people playing different roles. I haven't looked too far into that, but I feel like that's a pretty interesting theory. Um, And as far as um, cloning, like I feel like they're using the same DNA and multiplying it. That's like, what are the odds that there's so many doppelgangers just in this little uh, small area of Hollywood? Like, no. Well, what what are the chances that two skull and bones uh, members, one of the most elite societies on the planet, would both be running for president at the exact same time? So, yeah, yeah. Well, it's, and the answer is a hundred percent. The chances are a hundred percent because that's what's happening. Yeah, it's we're living. This whole thing is a show. Like this is not like there is no control. Like there's the best thing that people can do, in my opinion, is just like worry about their family and like just worry about your family, um, stay in your word and you're good. Like there's, I mean, obviously I feel like being smart and, you know, preparing, but but I feel like people need to be prepared regardless. Like you need to be self-sufficient. You need to be broken out of that system, period. Like not just because everything is, but like just in general, people need to take responsibility for their own lives. They don't need to be dependent on other people for it. Um, so yeah, that's my thoughts on that. All right. I, I want to ask you a little bit more too about um, your plans on doing like podcasts and just oh, yeah. like navigating the space in general. But first, we've got a really quick segment that maybe will take you by surprise. I don't know yet. We'll find out. Hey, conspiracy buffs, I double dare you to take some PCP, the paranormal conspiracy probe on your marks, get set and go. Okay. Rules here are very simple. It's it's a one to ten rating where if you give it a ten, it means you fully believe it, and if you give it a one, it means you don't believe it at all. Okay, that could make sense. Yes, we're gonna start with flat Earth. One to ten, maybe like an eight. That that the Earth is flat. Eight out of ten. 
yes, I know that it is not a globe. I know that there is firmament and I'm wondering if it's like more dome shaped. You know what I'm saying? But those we'll, are- we'll get into all of the, the expansions on some of these. So, okay. so on that same concept of flat earth, one to 10, that there's infinite land outside the Arctic wall. Uh, 11. Uh, okay. So, so more than convinced. Yes. Uh, Hollywood striking is important. One to 10. Hollywood striking. Yeah. Like, like when they went on the, when they go on strike and you don't get new movies and TV shows until you pay them more. Is that a thing? Yeah. You, well, that was a thing this very, this past year, they had the SAG after strike which is when like people weren't allowed to shoot movies and all sorts of TV shows got delayed. I guess the answer is there. It's not very important. Okay. We, we didn't even know that Hollywood was on strike for half of a year. <laughs> Wasn't keeping up with that. Uh, psychedelics are a connection to another realm. Uh, 10. Do you think there's demons in that realm? Yes. <laughs> Uh, we're going to get into that too. Dinosaurs. Dinosaurs are real. One to ten. Uh, zero. What about dragons? At any point in history, did dragons exist? Fire breathing, flying. Ten. Ten. Um, Darwinian evolution is real. Zero. Do you, are you familiar with Lamarckian um, evolution theory? No. What is that? Or... Uh, it's the concept of I'm I'm gonna butcher it, but basically like genetic memory or being able to pass down oh, your your lived experiences to your offspring without actually having to like tell them about it. I think that's uh, Nephilim remnants. I think those are demons. Are you familiar with Aleister Crowley at all? Yes. Is one that what? One to ten. Aleister Crowley summoned a real demon. Probably ten. And we were talking about Scientology earlier. If you peel back all those layers, you'll find that Crowley's at the heart of all of that. There'd be no Scientology without Alistair Crowley. So I think you're right on the money about peeling back that being just another expression of this occult religion. Yeah. Uh, Jeffrey Epstein took his own life, one to ten. Um, literally zero. Osama bin Laden was buried at sea, one to ten. Zero. Lee Harvey Oswald was involved with JFK's shooting. Uh, I don't, whatever was put out is not the story that happened. It's whatever narrative they want, but I don't know. Like they, he, he could have done something. I don't know. I just don't think it played out how it played out. What about the Mandela effect? One to 10. Um, I can explain it too. If you're not as familiar with it. Um, I, I think I know what you're talking about, but if it is, what this is like when memories like change around you where it used to be the Baron Stain bears and now it's the Baron Steen or some people say like the monopoly guy didn't have a monocle and then he did like, there's those types of things. I feel like that's part of, that's what I was thinking, but I think that that's part of like MK ultra mind programming. I feel like that's kind of involved with that stuff. So probably I'm not, too familiar with that but that's like mk ultra i would say that's probably like an eight it's not something i could say 100 that i know but i from what from what you said and what i know that's part of like mk ultra uh one of ten nephilim are like walking the earth today 20 <laughs> uh what about like reptilian shapeshifters yes 
10. What about uh, alien grays? Like the little dudes with the big heads and the black eyes and all that? I think they're real, but I don't think they're aliens. Um, what about Nikola Tesla energy? Are you familiar with this at all? Like the free energy movement? Uh, I've heard about it, but it's not like with the politics. I'm not anything too deep in that. Like I was maybe like two years ago, but I haven't really looked into like stuff that Elon Musk, uh, Nikola Tesla stuff. Like I haven't looked into that, but anything involving world leaders or innovations and stuff like that, I, I don't know why, but my mind immediately is like, okay, not good. Like, I don't know why. Uh, one to 10, the Titanic sunk uh, from hitting an iceberg. Zero, zero possibility that that's why that happened. Uh, what about Bob Marley died of cancer? You ever heard about that before? No. The, well, the whole story was that he got, he hurt his toe playing soccer and then over time it spread and that turned into, I don't, that it, it depends. So, <laughs> so, um, Bigfoot one to 10. I think that's real. 10, like a full 10 Bigfoot. Yeah. I think a full 10. Have you heard of dog man before? Are you, are you a 10 on dog man too? Yes. <laughs> what about chupacabras? Yes. Oh my gosh. Let me tell you about this story. Okay. Is this chupacabra related? Yes. Okay, let's hear it. Okay. I don't... Demon Eraser asked on his um, post the other day if you'd have a paranormal experience. And this completely, like... I forgot about this. When I was 18 years old, I was really heavily drinking. I feel like I was, like, opening myself up to things that, like, were not good. Um, Being promiscuous, all those things. And so when I would get done with work, me and my friends, we would want to like go do like crazy things. Like there was a cemetery beside my friend's house from like the 1800s. And I'd be like, let's go, let's go like see what's there. And just like all that stuff, like trying to seek out stuff like that. It was ridiculous. Did you light light as a feather in the graveyard? No, I I feel like I was too scared to actually go, but I would like drive by and be like, let's go. Like I wanted to (laughs) see something which is inviting stuff in. That's a terrible idea. Don't do that. So one day or for the past week, we would drive on our way home from work. It'd be like 11, 12 o'clock at night. And we would go to our friend's house and she lived on a country road. And right before we would get to the cemetery, there was this freaking thing that looked like a chupacabra. um, And we called it ghost dog. And it looked like something that it looked like a dog that had mange or something, but it was like scary as crap. And it's almost like, you don't know if you really saw it. So we would drive by and I'd be like, what the is that? And they'd be like, I saw that too. And I was like, what is that? And we would drive by so fast that we never like got a chance to see it. It was just kind of like, what the heck is that? And so one night it was, it was right in front of the middle of the road. And we slowed down and rolled the window down. And I tried to take a picture of it and my phone shut off. And so I was like, but then I, I looked it up like maybe, I don't know, a couple months ago. And it kind of looked like a coyote with mange, but I don't know what that was. It's like still something that I talk about today and we called it ghost dog, but it was weird as crap. So I don't know. So that It sounds like a 10 though. Yes, but it looked kind of like a chupacabra though. It looked like a chupacabra, like a deer dog thing, like a coyote with mange. Like it looked like something like that. It was weird. So so just to to wrap this little segment up, there's a there's this like interesting 
um, sort of like pattern that, that keeps emerging here, and it's that usually if someone rates dinosaurs very low, like a zero or one, um, they'll also rate dragons high. And I'm just curious, what is the rationale for you know giving dragons such a high rating and giving dinosaurs such a low rating? I feel like, I don't know, I feel like this sounds stupid. I feel like scripture talks about dragons and they don't talk about dinosaurs and i feel like dinosaurs could possibly be like nephilim remains because i don't think that anybody's ever found like like all the stuff in the museum like those are fake those are fake bones i don't and they like keep the real bones for protection i don't i don't think that those are dinosaur bones i think that they're remnants of nephilim bones so that people don't realize that there was like actually giants and that there probably still is like remnants of that like 23 and me dna like why do you think they're trying to get people's dna like what if there's like remnants of like nephilim dna in people like what are they going to do to you like snatch you up and like be like okay you're about to be part of this occult i don't know so i don't know those are kind of i kind of like that the 23 and me is actually just trying to find nephilim that like that's the real reason that they exist maybe i don't know <laughs> i don't know so- um, you were talking a little bit earlier about how you might end up starting a podcast later this year. And I'm just curious, like what goes into your thinking on that? Is there anything? Cause you also had a post that like, I don't want to paraphrase it incorrectly, but it was like, um, that you might not be attracting the people that you thought you were trying to attract. And like, so what did you mean by all that? Okay. So this is what I'm talking about in that. So I talk a lot about conspiracies and like, I'm entertaining, funny. I'll dance with my husband and be silly, but this is not like an all encompassing part of my life. Like, I feel like God gave me this platform on social media to speak about the certain things that he wants me to speak on. But beyond that, what I do for a living is I help people break out of the system. And I'm actually like, I'm an entrepreneur, but I'm like very, very, um, my mentality is like very uh, go-getter entrepreneur and I don't, and I'm very business oriented and I have a lot of knowledge and skill set in that area. And I don't think looking at my page, you would know that. I don't think looking at my page, you know that I'm an entrepreneur, that I have business skills, that um, I have good managing skills. Like, I just don't think that my page says that. Um And so I don't think that I'm attracting the people that understand business or entrepreneurial mindset, stuff like that. I think that, um, I don't know, that I'm just here like to kind of entertain people and, you know, talk about transgender stuff off the wall. Um, And that, and so I don't think that if, if I'm wanting to work with serious people and um, move forward with people that are in similar mindset in business, that they would want to work with me. Um, because I, I I don't portray that that I have any kind of knowledge or skill set in that area. And so I was trying to reconcile that. I was like, okay, I still feel like I'm being called to talk about the um, the occult religion and reading skeletal markers and helping people in this area and conspiracies. But I also feel like I need to give people a solution on what to do with this knowledge. Okay, so you have all this knowledge. What are you going to do about it? Are you going to use it to live in fear and anxiety? Or are you going to use this knowledge um, as spiritual warfare tools and knowledge and discernment so that you can break out of the system, help your family, 
uh, create bomb, a uh, strong family unit. Like what, what are we going to do with this information? And so I think I just need to give people a solution. And I feel like the way to present yourself in that way would be talking about uh, pod or talking about um, conspiracies and business together. Um, because if I was following a page and they had a podcast and they're, you know, holding themselves professionally, it's not just like a random person, like shaking their butt, then I might want to work with them and do business with them and converse with them and stuff like that and have more conversations about people who are um, also interested in those things and helping people. So I think that's really the direction that I'm going to take my page in this new year. I just, um, I'm looking about, um, just when to set up uh, the podcast room, the equipment that I need. I'm looking at TikTok, talking to people about it. Like, what do I need to do to get started? So those are just my thoughts on the why behind it. So, yeah. Do you have uh, like like a top three list of what to do to, to break free? And um, so like, you know, if, if you had to consolidate that whole like go-getter and tr- uh, entrepreneurial conspiracy theorist mentality. Okay. So the company that I partner with, so basically, you know, 13 bloodlines rule the world are in charge of the banking, most companies, like everything. Okay. What if there was a store that had no involvement in any of those? Like one, that's something that I'm passionate about. I don't want to be partnered and associated with those people. So there is a store that does that. Um, Right now, inflation is literally killing people. It's making it to where um, people are having to work, you know, two, three jobs. It's getting the mother and the father out of the home so that they cannot invest into their children. They have to send them off to indoctrination. People are barely surviving. That's by design, by the way. Um, The enemy knew what he was doing. The whole world was set up to go against the family unit. So um, if I can get mom and dad in the home, being able to disciple and teach their children. And they're not having to worry about finances. When inflation hits, it's not a worry. When uh, supply chain issues happens, it's not a worry because the the store that I'm shopping at makes and manufactures all of their own products in America. Um, I was able to... So I told you my husband got kicked out of the military. I was able to bring him home so that we're a full-time family. Um, and then we're both able to like invest into our kids. Um that's why they're so strong in their faith and truth and all that stuff. I feel like that's really important. That's not what you don't want a bunch of critical thinkers walking around here. They're not easy to control and manipulate. So well, the, the military is allowing people back now. I don't know if you, if you read that, I, they, they ended up losing so many people. Now they're like, you know what? You're allowed to come back. There's no bonus or anything. And I think you have to come back in demoted. But. No, no. He, the, people have been sending me that. And he was just like, I am not doing that. Like, I'm, <laughs> he's like, my place is here. He was like, I missed enough. Like he was gone for, for months at a time. He missed a lot of our kids' lives. So um, he was like, I'm not doing that. He goes, my place is here. He said, my job. He said, God gave you this opportunity and this job so that um I could invest into our kids and disciple and teach them. And so that you could um, help other people break out. And so this goes along with like self-sufficiency and stuff. Like I'm not, I'm partnered with a company and they're not canceling me for talking about the stuff that I'm talking about. I can talk about whatever I want to talk about and they're not going to cancel me because I'm a private contractor. And so what job do you have the freedom to speak on the things that you're passionate about and not fear that you're going to lose your job or that it's going to come back and bite you in the butt. And, And what job, do you have that you can just like connect with people with like-minded people and just build relationships and just help them um, 
in all areas like that. I don't know a job that's like that, that you can stay home and do that and um, break free essentially and just invest into people. So that's what I want to try to help other people do because there's so many people out there struggling. It's not even funny. Um, And because I know what's possible, I know the life that I live, I know that um, the, the stress that's lifted when you don't have to worry about finances, when you don't have, when you're not limited to um, a a time card, um, when you're not paid based on hours that you work, but the quality of work that you provide when you're paid based on how many people you can help. Um, I don't know. I just feel like it's like a gift that I'm really glad that I was given. And so I just want to pass that on to people and I've, I've done it. I've passed it on to a lot of people, but there's still so many people out there um, that need what I have to give. And so that's something that I'm really passionate about. Do do you, in your mind, whenever you, when you start doing like your show long-term, do you lead with conspiracy theory and then like sneak in some business or do you lead with business and then sneak in some conspiracy theory? I'm probably going to lead with conspiracy theory because I don't want to work with people who aren't awake. Like here's the thing in my business too. I get to pick and choose who my business partners are, right? Like I don't want to work with somebody who doesn't align with my beliefs, not 100%, but like, isn't awake. Like I'm probably not going to work with somebody. I mean, I guess if they wanted to, but we're probably not going to be a good fit if the person is like maybe a liberal that gets offended because I post something about like my husband didn't get the shot or, you know, whatever. Like that's probably not going to be a good fit. Or what if someone comes in, they're like, all right, I'm ready to work. I just got like, you know, three boosters on my way in today. I'm shedding spike proteins everywhere I look. I mean, okay, I'll say this. I've worked with people who are family members of mine who are in the LGBTQ um, realm. And I helped them with content and helped them build their social media. But like long-term, I'm on a, I'm on a team with a bunch of Patriots who are awake. And so like them getting on the zooms and then we're talking about like F the government, like they don't really thrive there. You know what I'm saying? Like you're welcome, but you're probably going to get offended. But if you don't care, sure, I'll help you. But I don't know if it's a long-term good fit. So the, the company in general is not political, but Um, like there's people that build businesses that are liberal and they really focus on the aspect of like greener, cleaner products that are non-toxic and cheaper. Like the company isn't, I mean, they hold the CEO holds conservative values and they donate to conservative causes, but like, they don't have a political thing. I mean, it says made in America, but they don't like come out and say like, uh, we're against blah, 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 blah. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I know what they donate to. I know the the CEO. I know his values and stuff like that. Um, my team that I am with is a group of conservative women. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'll work with people, but I've learned that things need to be a good fit, meaning we need to have the same common goals. Meaning I had a lot of people that were working with me that were homemakers, which is awesome. But when they started to have success and it required more of them and their time, they didn't want to do that because it went against what they believed their roles were. You know what I'm saying? And so like there has to be this balance of 
alignment. You know what I'm saying? Because like once they started having success, they were like, oh, I can't give more or I don't want to give more. So then it's just like it flopped. So I'm very picky with who I work with. They want to have they, they kind of want to have like common goals. Like a lot of people don't want their husband's home. A lot of people don't want, you know, to not worry about, like, it's just not worth it to them. So I want to attract people who have um, similar goals on where they want to be in life um, and kind of like similar personalities because, well, I work with people that don't have the same personalities, but they don't get offended when I say stuff. Like if I'm like, okay, you need to change this and do this instead. They're not going to get their feelings hurt and be like, oh, well, I'm not good enough. Blah, blah, blah. They're just going to go do it. They're not going to be like, oh, she's being mean. She can't stand me. Blah, blah, blah. Like they're not going to be soft. Like I can't work with people who are like soft and can't deal with me just saying like being matter of fact. You know what I'm saying? Like if for some reason on the podcast, you're like, Hey, move your camera this way. Cause I can't see you. Like, I can't be like, Oh, he's, he's targeting me. But like, I can't be like that insecure. And like, like it, there's no ulterior motive. Like sometimes people just mean what they say. And I feel like the way that I communicate is more like direct and straightforward and to the point, there's not a lot of like sugarcoating. And so I feel like I have to work with people that like are like that. Like, it's just like matter of fact, like you understand that, like that there's a business and there's friendship. I'll be your friend and I'll joke with you on the couch. But when we're talking about business, we're talking about business. We're talking about how to get to A to B and we're being serious. And once we're finished with business, then we can, we can laugh and cut up. But right now this is serious. And it doesn't mean that I don't like you. It means that we have to get from point A to point B to help you. And then we can sit there and talk and cut up. So if- if there's someone out there that's like listening and like, oh man, this sounds awesome. I want to work with her. Like, how do they reach out? What are they searching to find you? Are they just hitting you up on social media? Yeah, you can just message me. I do have a uh, job form in my bio, the little link, but people usually don't like, they don't get back to me when I message them on that. So just like shoot me a message and then we can jump on a Zoom. Um, I can tell you what it all it entails. You can see if you think it would be a good fit. Like, you know, the expectations and if it's something that you want to move forward with, I go all in. I'm loyal. I go all in. If you give me your all, I give you my all and we move mountains and we change your family's life. And that's what we do. And so if people want to do that, I'm here. Um, If people want to dabble, I'm probably not the person for you. I'm like, if you want to change your life, I'm your person. If you want to like try something out as like a little hobby, I'm probably not your person. So, yeah. Have you been workshopping any names for your your upcoming podcast? I haven't, but I'm probably going to have you on if you want. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I mean, um, I've, I'm 100% interested, but have you been like thrown around like titles for the name? Oh, maybe like blurred, blurred, blurred lines, possibly. Like I've been thinking about that. Um that's like the only name that I've been thinking about. Um, I talked about it with my husband. He was like, yeah, I don't know. That sounds cool. We got to look and see if it's like copyrighted or something. Um, but I was thinking like the blurred lines. Um, and that could be the blurred lines of androgyny, Hollywood. Um, probably the blurred lines of business too, between serious people and not serious people. Like the blurred lines of everything. <laughs> I don't know. I could, I could probably brainstorm other stuff, but that's all I thought about so far. Are there any, again, this might not be the right word, but are there any celebrities that you would like endorse or, or say like, you know, these ones are, are safe or is like the second that you're 
in a Hollywood movie, you're just immediately suspect. Yes, I don't trust celebrities. Now, influencers, in my opinion, are a different thing because I don't think influencers are on that same realm unless they have like millions of followers because I, the people that I work with, uh, we have systems to build up people's social medias to like a hundred, 2000 followers or 200,000 followers. So it's like, these are like normal everyday people who just learned how to work the social media algorithm. There's like literally a system in place. Like you post content and you follow people that like that content and then you grow quickly. Like it's not that hard to figure out. So like partnering and collaborating with, um, you know, other influencers, I like, I would do that, but celebrities probably not like I, are there any telltale sign? Like, let's say that, that you get up to the point where you're just talking and DMing with uh, accounts that have got, you know, five, 10 million followers on the regular basis. Are there like certain, and I guess you you don't have to give any of the secret sauce out or like, would there be certain questions? Would there be like things that you'd look out for and then be like, Ooh, they're going on the blacklist. Yeah. I mean, you can tell right off the, I have spiritual discernment, so I can talk with somebody and tell where they're aligning with spiritually. Like I can tell if they're a believer, I can tell, um, their worldview. Just, if you just sit there and listen to people for like two minutes, you can tell their mindset. So yeah, I don't know if I'd ever be in the position to talk to somebody with that many followers, but if I was, I feel like there would be a spiritual discernment on, okay, who is this person? What are they about? Um, I feel like the Lord would guide me on there. There's, I never enter a situation and think like, how am I going to get my way out of this? Or how, what am I going to say? I kind of just like, like God's going to tell me what to say. I'm going to know what to say. So I think that would just apply there too. Do you ever get like a spiritual guidance over like mundane things or is it only important stuff? Cause I, I mean, I know people that will, you know, trying to make a decision on where they're going to go for you know, their birthday or like where they're going to go out to eat and they'll consult, you know, their God in order to figure that out. But is, is there anything that's too trivial for that? Or does, is anything for, uh, for, for like asking for guidance? I think you can submit God in your life in every single situation and every single encounter that you have with somebody. And this is something that I struggle with. Like, how do I respond to this person? Is the intent of their heart toxic and bad? Is this like a person from the enemy? And like, do I combat whatever like influences is are over them and how they're talking to me? Or do I give grace in this situation? Like, how do I, how do I talk with this person? Um, it could even be uh, daily stuff is in like folding the laundry. And like, okay, if I have to fold the laundry, walk the dogs, I'm really tired, I need to eat, I could be like, God, help me place in order which one is more relevant that I need the most. Should I take a rest? Should I feed myself first? Like, which one do I need to do first so that I can serve my family and others better? It's always got to come from like, what is your will for me to be productive and help others? And so I don't know, it's just always at the forefront of my mind, even in the little mundane things. And I mean, that's not a big thing, but it's just like, I don't know, just like what, what does he, he, he's constantly in my mind. Like, um, I constantly think is, is this of God or not of God? Is it like, I don't know. It's just like all encompassing. I actually love the concept of like like double checking with God over your to do list. Although I feel like coincidentally, he'd always be like, "No, nah, no, nah, you can do the like clean the gutters next weekend. We don't need to do that this weekend. This is yeah. coming from the big guy." 
Yeah. Cause here's the thing too. I have ADHD really bad. And so I have issues focusing and getting tasks done in a reasonable time. I feel like I'm constantly working and just drained and I have an autoimmune disease. And sometimes like I work myself to death and I don't take care of myself. And so sometimes we need rest. And God even says that he's like, he worked really hard. I sometimes I have a hard work to rest balance. Um, my husband is working right now because somebody at where he used to work had a baby and they needed a guy to fill in. He hasn't worked in a year. And so this whole year I've been able to work my business and, you know, take care of my kids. But while I'm on zoom now, I don't have him. So I'm working like three million jobs at the same time. And I'm having a hard time balancing like, okay, where do I spend my time? What do I do? And so I don't know. I just feel like a failure in this area right now. But I remember that he works really hard for six days and then he takes time to rest. And if you look in scripture, Jesus talks to people, spends a lot of time, but then he retreats in quiet to recharge. And I feel like if God does that, if Jesus does that, Yes, you can work really hard, but you do need to take time to recharge. And I feel like I have to put that at my forefront. Uh, maybe uh, maybe him dying for three days and coming back was really just like he needed to recharge. He just needed to take a long weekend off. Because <laughs> like, when I come back, it's over. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The only way to get people to like stop coming and ask him for miracles was to like fake his own death. <laughs> oh, gosh. I can't imagine. Well, I know that he cares for all of us. So I'm sure that he does it for, but now that you're saying that I, I imagine that he probably feels like a parent does when his kids are always, I, I feel that I wake up, I've got two dogs, I've got three kids, I've got my team, I've got my husband, I've got 10 million people messaging me all at once. Everybody needs me from the time that I wake up until the time that I go to bed. I'm just like, please don't need me. If you're self-sufficient and you're a grown person, please figure it out. Like, give me a break. I just imagine the, uh, um, maybe it's a dated movie, but Bruce Almighty uh, with Jim oh. Carrey. And he's like, God, and he goes to like check his inbox and he's like, out the first three and he's like, all right, I'm all, I'm, I'm doing pretty good. And he hits refresh and it's like 20 more million messages. <laughs> That's literally me. And this is another thing when I'm interacting with people on social media and they're like, ask or they're not being direct with me on if they're wanting my help, if they're wanting whatever, and they are just like kind of doing it at their own leisure. I don't think people understand like how many messages and the time that I'm taking away from my family to do this. And so I feel like they feel like taken aback, like, cause the, they think the world revolves around them and they don't ever think like, okay, there's a person behind the screen. Queen Wake is a person. She's taking time to go through all these. I'm sure that she has a million messages. So I just want to be respectful of that on both ends. I don't think people think that um, I have an assistant that helps me with my messages and stuff. And she's like, dang, you really do. You're talking to people all day. And I'm like, yes. And she's like, I don't think people realize this. I, they think that you're just like talking and which I guess is a good thing. If I can make you feel like you're the only person that I'm talking to, I guess that's a good thing, but then it's a double-edged sword because then they're, they don't understand that I've got 50 other conversations that I'm also doing at the same time. And so I don't know. It's just, it's a lot to do all at once well starting a podcast is will help you and hurt you in some ways because now like you can you can have that conversation with all those people at once which is a big part of it but the other part is you're gonna have way less time uh it's it's so much more work than just like oh i'll just have someone jump on and we'll talk for an hour and that's it there's like way more that goes into it this is what i'm thinking and tell me if this is realistic 
So I'm thinking, okay, you record an episode, right? Um, a 90 minute episode, you can splice that up into like 30 pieces of content, right? Like you can splice up different sections of this into like 30 pieces of content that could last you two months. Say you do two podcasts a month. I mean, this is just what I'm thinking, like starting out. But if you do like two podcasts and you splice up different sections that you can use as content, um, that's like 60 pieces worth of content. And then I can put my talking reels in the mix of that. That would last a long time. Um, And then in that meantime, while I have that content, I could be recording maybe a podcast each week and then I could edit it when I have time. But at least I have that mass content to post. So it gives me time to do it at my own pace. And when my husband comes back home, this is going to be a lot less... um, overwhelming because he takes my kids for like two hours and they go to the YMCA. He works out, they go to childcare. And so that gives me time to do what I need to do with work. Um, cause I can knock out a lot in two hours and I can edit at night. So, I mean, you're doing this at night. Um, we, I just have to work around my schedule, but do, I mean, do you think that that sounds realistic because it yeah, takes- I think that's a solid plan. I would say that uh, what you'll be able to do is you'll be able to take your content and stretch it out for way longer. But um, it's something like in a weird way, it's easier to sit down and record two hours of new content than it is to take an hour and chop it up and make all those edits and, oh, and yeah. select them and all like, sometimes all that editing is like way more effort than because I know a lot of people that, that are getting way bigger than I am in podcasting. And it's like, if they have to make a decision between sit down and edit this video for the next six hours and create the clips and upload it to rumble and Rockfin and YouTube and all the places, or just hop on and live stream for two hours and they get the same, if not more engagement. And um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's a, it's, it's like a yes. And situation. It's like, yeah, do that. And also do lives and also do more shows and just have all that in the, in the chamber. I'm sure that it's all consuming. I bet. Okay. This is where like my entrepreneurial mind goes hire help. I mean, I do have a hired assistant, but I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to hire somebody to edit this for me. Oh yeah. Yeah. You would get an editor. Um, start out, although like AI is starting to replace a lot of those. Now you just link AI to like your video and it'll be like, here's your 50 clips. Well, yeah, that's what, I mean, I'm sure that there's ways to, make that to where I don't have to do another thing. If I, if I can task something out, I do because time is money, right? So if I'm spending time doing something that somebody else could do, this sounds bad. My assistant is my neighbor, but she's also my business partner. Um, she like helps me fold laundry. She helps me fold dishes. If I'm on zoom, she helps me with my kids. She helps me with messages. She helps me with print off tax stuff. Like she does everything, but that's too much. Like I probably just need to find somebody who does does social media. She can help me. With that. Just have her hire her own person and it just goes on forever. <laughs> well, that's what I told her. I said, because she's doing the business and she's starting to get busy with that too. And I'm like, you're going to have to hire one of these like teenagers that <laughs> yeah. the neighborhood to like do this and like fold your laundry. And she's like, I know, I know. <laughs> that's awesome. It's creating jobs. Yeah, it is. And for, you know, kids that are wanting it, they're giving out flyers. I do, I do want to show you something though, that I, that I looked at yesterday on my live. Okay. You should look up Brooke Shields. Brooke Shields. Yeah, this just popped up in my brain. Okay. Oh, it, you know what? It says Brooke Shields, but I'm pretty sure that this is the, the Kardashian mom. 
What's her name? The Olympic medalist? Exactly. Bruce Jenner. That's exactly what I'm right? This is this is Bruce Jenner, isn't it? They just they just titled the the name here wrong. I mean, it could be, but do you see what I'm saying? Look, look at the features. And then I want you to look at uh one in a bathing suit. I looked at one last night and I was like, oh my gosh, because this is the V that I want to show you. Hold on, go down. Uh there was like an American flag bikini or something. Type in American flag um bathing suit. Right there. Okay, look, Brooke Shields, right? Hold on, look at the, click the one that says the sun uh, to the right to in the water up. I'm, I'm so blind. Oh, this one? Uh, No, it's up at the top. It's like the one, two, three, fourth one from the top, the one right next to it to the left. Yes, that one gives a really, 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 this is what I'm talking about. Do you see how it's V-shaped? Like, I wish that I could do this, but there's a straight across clavicle, the square forehead. If you cut the face in half, it goes symmetrical. Um, there's a higher navel and then there's not a hip that that right there. Cover up the face. If you scroll back up, cover up the face and tell me that you don't see guy. Like that is a dude. Oh, I I, I don't have all my my tools set up here, but yeah, <laughs> we'll just we'll just. Do you see the off. do you see the arm um the length of the arm bones too? It's not like short and T-Rexy, it's like really long arms. And look at where the navel placement is. Females is like lower. I wish that I could like can, can if I stand up, could I show you what I'm talking about? Yeah. Okay, look. This is like so weird on a podcast. <laughs> okay, this part right here right here. Well, hold on this side, right here. Her hers is going in like this, this part, there is nothing right here. Like on this area, this is a hip, not up here. I mean, yeah, right here, but like, it's like mainly this area, like not like a lot of people are looking up here. It's like this area, the widest part of somebody. Do you see the widest part right there is like right, right there. Yes. There is no hip. There's no hip right there. And then if you go and yeah, there's no hip. Like that is a guy look up. um, If you go and look up pink, it's the same thing. The singer pink. It's like, this is so hard to explain without like, um, if you look up pink in a bikini, Holy. <laughs> you see what I'm talking? It's like, see if you can find like a straight. Oh, look at the straightforward one right there with the green pants. Uh, this one right here. Yeah. Do you see the straight across clavicle? And do you see where that, where the pockets are hitting? There's no hip right there. And do you see how the arms are super, super long? Those bones are long. And then do you mm-hmm. see how the belly button is higher up? And then there's an Adonis belt, which. Uh, typically women don't get that. Typically that's not something that's not a, a woman trait. And then you put these people on top of like, okay, so we have girls who are comparing themselves to these people. I remember looking at um, celebrities and being like, I want to look like that. I don't want my wide part right here. I want to be thinner right here. It's because <laughs> I'm comparing- I want to look like this. <laughs> women are comparing themselves to men. 
And it's like, I mean, in, in all seriousness, I wish I was as jacked as Pink is right here. <laughs> that's my that's like, a, this dude is ripped. <laughs> Who is this dude? <laughs> right? It's like my husband is like 260 pounds. Like he's like a freaking huge, but like for some reason he, and then he's comparing himself to um, like people in body suits. Yeah. That is not. Yeah. And do you see how they're saying it? Like sexiest body, go look at the people on Vogue and stuff. It's like, they're putting in like sports illustrated. Have you heard about Victoria's secret? about how all of their models are, or most of their models are male. That's what the secret is to make you. <laughs> I do like that. And like, uh, so Les Wexner was just surrounding himself with more guys. Yeah. And like uh, America's beauty pageant. And now they're coming out as like openly transgender. And it's like, that's who women are comparing themselves to. That's what men's standard of beauty is men. You, you know, what's also really ironic and like kind of ridiculous you want to know what my, my content post for tomorrow is? I got put on a conspiracy page on Facebook because people said that I had all male gender markers. And they're like, this person is controlled. Uh, she's a part of the Illuminati. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, it's a man. And do you know why they said that? They said it's because my eyes are far apart. That's not a gender marker. Like that's literally not a gender marker. And so I put a post together. There was like somebody that commented on my thing yesterday and they're like, this is a man. And I was like, you know what? People are being rude. I'm about to take this and make it into content. And so it's kind of scary, but I took my birth video of like me yelling. And when I gave birth to my daughter and I'm like, okay, you want this game? Here you <laughs> Look go. You're giving birth. Because <laughs> yeah. you see it's one, it sounds really bad because I'm like screaming at the top of my lungs. But then you see me pull my daughter out and put her on me. And then I'm like, yes, men can do this. This is the sound of transition. This freaking hurts. Men can't do this. So there, there is something a little bit poetic, though, about like, if your content is about like, you know, calling out other people's genders, of course, someone's going to come and do it to you because it's like well, the pecking chain. It goes on forever. You know why it makes me upset? Because it means that they're not getting it. If they think that if they can't read my markers and they're thinking that I'm a male, I'm like, okay, they're not getting it. They're not seeing, they're not learning. Like, what is the point? Why are you following me? If you can't read <laughs> markers, like I'm trying to teach you how to do it here and you obviously aren't getting it. And so I'm like, I can't deal with you. Well, if, but if you're psyop, then of course you would say that you're just trying to teach the wrong markers. <laughs> if I was psyop. Okay. And so this is what I'm saying. Like with people using critical thinking skills, if I was psyop, one, it's usually for a political push of some sort. If I was PSYOP, I wouldn't be trying to push people um, towards scripture, towards um, getting a relationship with their creator in Jesus Christ to give them peace and truth. Like, I wouldn't be doing that. I would be, well, I guess you would have to believe the Bible to, to think that. But I would be trying to create... Um, confusion. Well, I mean, I guess my page is it's exposing the confusion and can exposing the deception. So I feel like there is like, this, this is why I say I'm not, I'm, I have a piece about what I'm, it, it doesn't, it's not all consuming. I'm not thinking that everybody in the world is like this trans person that's trying to like get me or whatever. It's like, I have a piece. It's like, I know truth. I, I can see trickery right in front of my face. Like I know what's true and what's not true, but I don't live my life in fear about 
what's happening. And it's like, I don't feel like those people saying that, I don't feel like they have that peace. I feel like there's like, there is a healthy version of uh, questioning things and pursuing truth. And then I feel like the enemy can take that dependent on if you're based depending on if you're based in scripture and he can use that to distort to where it's like you're questioning like you don't know what to believe and he's like giving you little pieces of half truth he's like here's truth enough to get you but then i'm also going to make you think that the actual truth is not truth to where you can't discern between what is actually reality and what is trickery and what's deception. And I feel like that's a really dangerous place to be. And so when people come to my page, I really recommend them being rooted in their faith because um, if not, I feel like the enemy can use my page and all these rabbit holes to really create this unhealthy balance of anxiety and I don't know, just being scared and fear is not from God. Anxiety, all this stuff is not from God. He gives you a peace. He gives you a, um, a knowing to just, I don't know. He just gives you peace and certainty, not confusion, fear, anxiety, and stuff like that. And so that's what I'm saying. I base everything off of, is this fear? Is this anxiety? Is this confusion? Is this enemy? Or is this peace? Is this truth? Is this stability? Is this, I don't know. I think that's a great litmus test. I mean, even if you don't know, even if you don't understand what truth is or even what stability is, you probably know what anxiety is and what confusion is um, and unrest. So I think that's a great sort of litmus test to figure out, you know, is this thing going to make me anxious or is this going to give me some peace? Yeah. And so it's not good if it's like creating anxiety, it's probably not good. And so if you, if you can't discern truth, if you don't know what's real, what's, if something's real, but you don't, you're thinking that it's false. That's just like, I don't know. Like, it's like, where do you put your finger on? To, I, I don't, how do you even know that you're real? Like, I don't know. It's just like, where does it end? Well, now it's, you're getting into simulation theory, which is in, in my opinion, it's both the, one of the more interesting topics, but also one of the more boring ones, because the second that we both agree that we might be in a simulation then it's like, what the hell are we doing here? Why are we even talking? It's just, two parts in the simulation simulating it out it's like the matrix i would assume and then it's just like then then it goes back to i feel like the enemy plays on this what is your purpose like what you just said why are you here what is your purpose when you know your purpose do you know why i'm not scared to talk about what i'm scared to talk about because i know that um nothing is going to happen to me until the day that I'm supposed to go home and I can walk in truth and confidence to know that if something happens to me, it's supposed to happen and I'm going home to my creator and I can walk in confidence that if it's not my time, nothing anybody does can harm me. And so I'm able to speak that um, and walk in that confidence and truth and not just be fearful about everything. You know, it all goes back to fear, but I don't know. Those are just like my thoughts on that topic. I think I think that's a great place to end it because um, that's probably the one of the best, no matter what religion or creed or or wherever your mental mind state is. Uh, fear never helps anyone do anything unless you're literally running away from a bear in a forest. Like that might be the one case when, you know, flight or, or uh, you know, fright or flight takes place. And that would be a, a good example of it. But yeah, that's true. So, until your your podcast starts might it might be called blurred line we don't know yet we're still workshopping that but where can people find you in the meantime okay at queen away or at 
queen underscore awake underscore on Instagram. I do have a TikTok, but I am not active on there. So I would just look for me on Instagram. And then I would assume that when I start the the podcast, I'll probably be on YouTube. I'll probably be making shorts and do it on Facebook and like all the platforms since it's just going to be one piece of content. You can just post it everywhere. But for right now, it's just Instagram. But have, have you tried getting Transvestigator as a name on any of these platforms? Um, or is it too spicy or? No, I probably could, but I want to kind of create curiosity. I feel like you attract more people when you create curiosity versus giving them everything right up front to where mm-hmm. they know they might already have like perceived notions versus if I'm like blurred lines. They're like the blurred lines of what? Let me listen to this. <laughs> so instead of saying Chanum Tatum is definitely a chick, you'd be like, is Chanum Tatum a chick? Find yeah. out. I get it. It are now all of a sudden it's like, oh, now I don't need to watch it because you already told me the answer versus, um, okay, maybe I'll hang around for two hours and listen to some ad spots. <laughs> Every make everything a little teaser. If you've noted, well, I don't know if you've noticed this, but I did a five part mini series on how to read skeletal structures. I didn't give everybody everything. The first one, I left a teaser for each one so that people continue to follow along. You've got to be like poised and you've got to give people just a little bit enough. I, that sounds bad. I've always done that in life. Even like in the dating scene, it's like, I'm not, I'm going to make you curious to continue to want to pursue a relationship with me. I'm going to like make our conversations interesting. You're never going to know how I, you know, and it's like, I'm not going to tell you everything that I'm thinking right up front. Like now I'm more of an open book, but it's like when I'm conversing with people, I like to make it a dialogue instead of me just like blobbing one thing and then them not replying because that's how it works. It's like you go back and forth with people. And if you ask the right questions, it creates a dialogue instead of one just like word vomit monologue. Then people think they know and they have preconceived notions. And it's like, no, you didn't even talk to me or let me explain. I like to create dialogue curiosity i think that's another awesome tip and i guess on that note instead of saying that raven shout out raven of the nephilim death squad that's the real name of his one of his shows is nephilim death squad because they're out to find all the nephilim and eradicate them oh my god we'll say that he's not definitely a man but maybe he is. You'll have to tune into the next episode and maybe we'll figure out whether or not this is a female skull or not. Cliffhanger. Cliffhanger. (laughs) Thank you again for coming on. I a hundred percent. I'm going to, I want to, I want to go through like all the presidents and we'll figure out which one are men and women based on all your gender markers. I'm going to have to go study. I'm going to get that. (laughs) I'm going to have to like put together a presentation. I've, I've learned some stuff on here. I got to come prepared. I, I love that idea though. I love, I want to just like go through all of the old black and white photos. I'll try and find pictures of Abraham Lincoln, whatever I got to do. I'll find it. Do it and send it to me and see if you got any with them in swimsuits. <laughs> okay. I'll do that. I'll, I'll, I'll send it to you first and we can collab on it and then we'll, we'll break it back out until then. Thank you so much again for coming on here. Queen awake, everyone go and follow queen awake. And then also, uh, since we were talking about, you know, cool things to, to share with your family and friends and kids. Uh, I'll show something uh, appropriate for once. Here you go. Dive into a realm where comedy meets cosmic adventure. 
Chaos Twins, created by comedian Sam Tripoli and comic publisher Paranoid American, will sweep you off your feet. Join two girls with the astonishing ability to morph into animals, rally with their cryptid crew, and traverse diverse dimensions. But you don't have to take my word for it. Sign up now at chaostwins.com. In a place as curious as Crown City, adventure awaits at every turn. Meet Anna and Becca, two spirited souls navigating a world filled with wonders and weirdness. Alongside their trusted allies, Biggie, Mathilda, and the Chupacabros, they'll stand against aliens, reptilians, and mysteries beyond imagination. Dive into their captivating tales and discover a world where anything is possible. For more information, visit chaostwins.com, samtripoli.com, and paranoidamerican.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.